you know, entrepreneurs are out to like get rich. Um, I, I was talking to another CEO who's been CEO several times and he's like, I got four years to make eight figures and then I do it again. I do it four times and then I retire. That's my plan. I'm like, okay, it's a good plan. And you'll be rich with that plan. Uh, I don't have that plan. I have the plan of like building something that is meaningful for a lot of people, ourselves, our customers, uh, the community. And then Hey, welcome to the ExecuTalks podcast. It's the show that gives you insight to the personal stories of today's top executives. In this episode, you will hear from Manny Medina, current CEO and co-founder of Outreach, the world's leading sales engagement platform valued at over $1 billion. You'll want to stick around to the end to hear where Manny shares the basis of his decision to leave his job and eventually co-found Outreach. Hey guys, so we initially had this conversation a little over a year ago, and at the time, we recorded in an open space where there may have been some background noise, so we apologize in advance for the audio quality. So Manny grew up in Ecuador, where his father is originally from and where his mother immigrated to from Russia. Uh, From a young age, Manny has always had a desire to build something that is greater than himself, to build something that would outlive him. After high school, he had interest in becoming an economist, but his father strongly recommended that he go to eastern Germany, the communist part of Germany, to study engineering, a career that is deeply rooted in Manny's family. Manny's interests had shifted to software engineering and he had dreams to move to the United States to pursue an education, but Manny's father had to be convinced that he was going to obtain at least a master's degree. You know, the desire to to build something greater than yourselves has always been um, in in my in either my DNA or in my life experiences. So my, uh, I come from, um, I, I'm from Ecuador to, to begin with. Um, but even in Ecuador, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I was the child of, a, of, of, a, of an immigrant. My mom was is Russian. So my mom immigrated to Ecuador with my dad. Um, and my dad is Ecuadorian. And so I, I always felt a little bit out of place, but a little bit with a, with a higher calling to, to do better for, in the, for the sake of everybody else. So Russian, as, as you know, at that time was, was deep, a deep communist country. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, my, and my family was, you know, deeply socialist. Uh, so you always knew, I always knew that I didn't, you know, whatever I did, I didn't have to do it for myself. I didn't have to do it for, on behalf of a larger group of people. Like the benefit was, did not only have to accrue to me, but it had to accrue to, to, to everybody. So how do I raise people out of poverty? How do you educate the masses? How do you provide healthcare to a lot of people? So I always had to live with those questions of like, how do you do what you do, but you do it for a lot of people. So, um, which is kind of intuitive. You think about like the entrepreneurial journey, like a lot of people think that you know, entrepreneurs are out to like get rich. Um, I, I was talking to another CEO who's been CEO several times and he's like, I got four years to make eight figures and then I do it again, I do it four times and then I retire, that's my plan. I'm like, okay, it's a good plan. And you'll be rich with that plan. Uh, I don't have that plan. I have the plan of like building something that is meaningful for a lot of people, ourselves, our customers, uh, the community, and then leave that behind as a legacy. So that's my goal. So this, it's, a, it's, a different, it's a different kind of motivation and, and that's, that's how my childhood ties, ties into what I do right now. Interesting. Interesting. 
Awesome. So, so you were in Ecuador, and your parents wanted you to become engineer. Uh, you wanted to be an econ- economist, right? Yeah. Uh, so well, it's funny you remember that. Yeah. yeah. Not that many people know that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I read somewhere that your parents were not on board for you moving to the states. Correct. And specifically, you know, your dad. Uh-huh. You know, what was it that they wanted you to do, and what kind of was going through your head at that time? Um. So I went to um. Uh, high school in, in Ecuador is six years, unlike uh-huh. here, which is only three. So high school in Ecuador is your entire kind of like from from the age of 13 all the way to, um, or the age of 12 all the way to the age of 18. Um, so uh, in, 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 I went to a German school in, okay. in Ecuador, um, and and my parents were hoping that I would continue moving on to, to Germany and yeah. that I would, I would study in Eastern Germany because that's the communist part oh, of Germany yeah. and, and become an engineer just like my dad was. Yeah. Um, and my aunt and um and i was going down that path and then the wall fell and eastern germany stopped being eastern germany and so i kind of like it went into this turmoil and they were like all right so what are you gonna do and i decided and, and i started you know school in ecuador and they were like well you should finish it here and then you go to europe just like parents yeah. did right yeah. and i'm like you know i don't know anything about europe like yeah. I, I didn't yeah. like it wasn't my it wasn't a place i grew up all the movies come from the u.s right. all the technology started coming from the u.s um all the software uh, technologies that I that I'm in love with at that point, at that point, like you know Microsoft and um, and IBM, etc., are, are U.S. companies, and I I hated the prospect of of you know when you graduate uh, as a as a software uh, engineer in, in Ecuador, you end up maintaining somebody else's software, right? You end up working on like the support team in country at Oracle, or, right? at Oracle <laughs> or whatever, and I'm like yeah. that's the last thing I want to do. I want to write the software that people maintain. Yeah. So. That's what, and I just, I, that, that shortens the list very significantly to like the US. Yeah. So that was my pitch to my parents is like, I want to be in software yeah. and I want to be where software is made. And all the software at that point is made in the US. So when you, when you, when you first told your dad that, or like when you first yeah. brought up the idea, how, what was his reaction? Yeah. So my dad at that time was living in Venezuela. So I was going back and forth to Venezuela. Um, so he started growing a little bit warmer once uh, once he realized that Ecuador wasn't on, on, on the cards anyway and that I wanted to leave. Um, and he started becoming warmer to the idea of, of you know, as long as I studied engineering, the, <laughs> the, the, US, the U.S. was not a terrible place to end up. We, we feel you. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so, like, anything yeah. less than that was a no-no. Yeah, yeah. So, so the whole, so I had to, like, so the trade-off was, all right, so stop talking about becoming an economist, like, just put that aside, <laughs> and talk about engineering, and just talk about how, you know, the education of the U.S. is going to be greater in, in, on the engineering side. And so he bought into that, and that's how we ended up. I ended up in the U.S. It's still speech. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it, it took a little bit to like to to understand his real motivation. Yeah. So. So after Manny got the okay from his father to move to the United States, he went to New Jersey and earned a bachelor's in computer engineering from the Stevens Institute of Technology and attended the University of Pennsylvania to get his master's in computer science right after he graduated with a bachelor's. Now, in Ecuador, Manny had gotten through English courses and thought he was proficient in English, but getting his social life up and going was an initial struggle when he first moved to New Jersey as there was a language barrier that he did not expect. What kind of struggles did you have to overcome when moving here all, all alone? I know it was in New Jersey that you first Yeah, to? Port of Entry was Newark, New Jersey. Um, first of all, it was English. Um, I took classes in an English academy in, yeah. in Ecuador and I, you know, and 
did it all the way to the end and, and got the degree that says that I'm fluent in English and then I came here and I was not fluent in English. So I was really good at writing yeah. and I was really good at reading, but my 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 conversational English was pretty terrible. Or like it took me, I think it took me like a year to be able to hold a conversation on a street in New Jersey. Um, so I was very good technically, right? Like I could participate in classes and, yeah. you know, math, physics, whatever. But, you know, if I were to go out to a bar or to a party and engage in like small talk or with like loud noises, it was, it was not, it was not happening. The first, that entire first year. So it was really hard, you know, to get acquaintances, to make friends, to get girlfriends, like all that entire circle of like yeah. social yeah. life became really hard because <laughs> I couldn't communicate, you know, to the degree where people, you know, there is a lot of like, subtleties in the language that makes you more attractive right like a good word dropped at the right time or a thoughtful thing <laughs> all of a sudden you go from here to here like, <laughs> i couldn't execute that step because because like my, yeah, my, yeah. my spoken word wasn't wasn't a par yeah, so so that so that was that kind of sucked at the very beginning right yeah. and that keeps you kind of focused because I, I was doing really well at school yeah because i had almost zero distractions um but you know uh eventually eventually um it, it so some, something funny happened also that um Sort of like, uh, I think Ricky Martin became popular, yeah. like on my second year in the U.S. So all of a sudden having an Hispan a Hispanic or a Spanish accent yeah. was hot. And that was my, <laughs> that was my step into stardom. Because uh, all of a sudden I was like, all right, perfect, perfect, timing. perfect timing. So, so, the rescue, huh? so that helped out quite a bit. Uh, but get, get, having my, getting my social life up and going was hard. And, and, you know, especially when you're in engineering school, you right. know, it's, it's mostly it's, and then, uh, and then I also come from a family that, that the second thing that I have to promise my, my parents was that if I were to come here, the school would not be done until my graduate degree. Huh. Okay. So like for him, undergraduate wasn't enough. Like you have to go and get your, your, your master's in something. So I had to enroll in a UPenn to get my, my master's in computer science so that I can like get my parents off my back. Like that was, that was, uh, that was the move. Gotcha. So once I was done with that, then I was like released. Like now you can go be your own person. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Right. So other than that, like I would have to hear from my dad. I was like, oh, you know, all well, the is fine, but it's not, you yeah. know, incomplete. <laughs> so when I try to explain that to you know most of my friends are like, what? Your parents are telling you what to study? Well, yeah. Nobody understands. <laughs> right, 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 right. Right. And now for me, it's hard being a parent here because like. You know, whenever I hear other people that tell me like, oh, you need to let him go find themselves. Like, no, <laughs> no, you don't yeah. you need to go like do something useful. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So like save a life, become a doctor, like be an engineer, anything else. I don't know. Like, maybe write something. I don't know. But but uh, I have the same impetus to the same thing with my kids of like, you know, like go, go be an engineer. Yeah. So Manny would eventually join Amazon as just the third employee on what is now known as Amazon Web Services. And he created the compensation system for Amazon Associates. Then two years later in 2005, he joined Microsoft uh, as a business development manager and would work there for about six years, eventually becoming the director of business development handling Canada and Latin America. And things were going great for Manny, but the desire to build something greater than himself that had been in him since he was a child wouldn't go away, and he would have to now face a difficult decision. Leave Microsoft and build a business, or remain on course at Microsoft. You attribute a lot of your success um, to empathy, right? And I read that somewhere online. So what... What 
Can you expand on that a little bit? What makes you feel like empathy really contributes to your to your success? Um, I have um, and sometimes this 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 holds me back, but I have a natural like a, a, a natural curiosity to understand people's motivations, like. And that is a background processing unit that is always on for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I always want to steer the conversation. So like, so why are you guys here? Like, <laughs> what, what motivated you to do whatever you do? Yeah. And I do that all the time. Like, I do it, like, almost unconsciously. And, and because of that, it allows me to sort of, like, it helps me get into, like, into deeper conversations with pretty much anybody that I, that I interact with. So it's really hard for me, like, not to get serious. It's really hard for me to just have small talk. Yeah. I'm more interested in, like... Where are you coming? Where are you going? And why? Like the why of your of your everybody has a why for their existence, right. and I'm always interested in that why, um, and and that's that's a rubric of empathy in my mind is that I'm I'm empathetic, but I'm I'm empathetic because I'm naturally curious about what drives you. So that I'm I feel like I'm a I'm I'm a I'm a, I'm a collector of motivations. That's what I do. Like. I, I'll, I'm, I'm very, my, my memory is very good because I associate you with what motivates you and I create better memories because of that. Interesting. Wow. And do you feel like that, that is a, a trait that helped you, know, help you become successful in a way? I, I think that, that that trait has helped me make deeper, rela- deeper relationships that have helped me later in life. Interesting. That, so people who know me really know me. Like, yeah, you know, you see, I mean, like nobody will say Manny is. People will always associate, you know, a set of attributes to me. Like nobody would say, yeah, I kind of know him, but I'm not really sure about him. Like people will be like, oh yeah, it's Manny. And Manny has these things. Uh-huh. So if you get into a conversation with me, we will walk out both with a bunch of stuff around each other that will allow you to identify me and me you, yeah. uh-huh. which is easier in memory. So that if I'm reaching out to you, like I literally reached out to somebody who I haven't talked to in ten years last wow. yesterday, and that person got back to me right away. Because he knew who I was, he knew the interaction that we had, um, and because you're able to like put that, lock that into people's memories when you get down into into the motivations. Wow, that's that's very interesting. Yeah, that's that's very, very cool. Yeah, yeah. So, getting to you know after in your career after graduating, you started uh, Amazon, then you moved on to Microsoft. What made you feel like you just because because I, I read that you, you know you had no plan leaving Microsoft, right? Like after leaving Microsoft, you had no plan for starting your own company. You just kind of did it. What was kind of the, your your thought process on that? Um, it was, you know. So I I'm, um I make a lot of decisions based on on principles as opposed to, you know, there is there is the um, you can take two angles right or three angles in, in my you, you can be you can pattern match, mm-hmm. you can say. Great people have done these things. If I do these things, I'll be like great people, mm. or great companies, or great anything, right? So you 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 match the pattern based on based on what you want to go. Mm. That's one way of doing it. The other way of doing it is probabilistically, meaning, you know, if I were like if I were to start a company, have ninety nine percent of failure, or chances of failure, right? I'm not going to start a company. Um, or you can do it based on principles. Huh. Um, I had a few principles for me and that I felt that I was at that point at the at the point in my career in which I can contribute a lot more than I was learning yeah. at Microsoft. And I was not contributing as much because Windows Phone had 
incredible amounts of layers of management and sort of infighting politics. And it, and, and it was not a great, pro it was a great product, but in a really complex market. Yeah. And I just didn't see a way out of that. And I felt like I wasn't contributing. I was a point in my career in which I can, I felt like I can contribute a lot. Yeah. And that's point number one. Point number two, if I didn't contribute from a point of um, where I can control the outcome, right. I wasn't going to capture value. Okay. And I think I did that, you know, right around when I was turning 40, where I thought, look, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. Um, and so based on literally those two principles, I decided to quit. And, and, and if I didn't quit, then I wouldn't have enough space to figure out what is that I wanted to do. Yeah. So, so quit. Yeah, yeah. So that was it. So you're, you're saying, I guess that what I'm taking away from this, and maybe this is, I'm kind of just venting a little bit, but what I'm taking away from this is don't be afraid to, you know, quit without a plan, but just no understanding why you're doing something. Exactly. Different. Exactly. You need to understand why you're doing it. And if that why is strong enough, like if that matches who you are and who you like, like the, one of the biggest forces in personality is to have agreement with yourself. Right. So if you're making something that sounds crazy, but it agrees with your, with your view of yourself, you're strong, you're smart, you're energetic, you're driven. You can, you can take something and make it happen. Then you're good. You see, and there, there is, of course, there is risk, but I, I have, I have, I don't know, three degrees and like, I can find a job. So like, you're good, yeah. right? But, it, but if you're not being your best self, you will never forget, forgive yourself for not trying, yeah. right? So you go ahead and do it. The regret of not trying is greater than the regret of failure. Correct. Correct. And, and you eventually develop with time, you fill enough times that you develop sort of like, um, a healthy, a healthy um, balance and a healthy sort of like relationship with failure. Where failure is, is a thing that you expect. You deal with it ahead of time. You're mentally prepared to like take it and learn from it and yeah. just move on. We're just gonna switch gears a little bit. We're gonna try to rapid, rapid fire this yeah, one. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> five rapid fire questions. Mm -hmm. Whatever comes off the top of your head, you just say it. Okay, first, first we'll try. Time. In your opinion, what is the most important life skill? Um, curiosity. The ability to satisfy your curiosity. Be curious. What was the most life-changing advice you have ever gotten? Oh. When you start a company, make sure that you get one metric to go up and to the right. If it's revenue, even better. Okay. <laughs> What is your lifelong dream? I'm living it. I'm being the CEO <laughs> of my own company. Right on. What advice you would give to 15-year-old Manny? Here we go back. Ah, uh, quit earlier. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> okay, Microsoft or Amazon? Uh, a Microsoft. Oh, wow. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and please leave a review so that we can better serve you. Take care, dream big, and we'll see you next Monday. <laughs>